Before we get started, I'd like to invite you to join the Lead Gen Lab, a sales program created specifically for women of color in the financial industry. Inside of the Lead Gen Lab, we are going to teach you the sales and lead generation strategies you need to triple your sales calls and 10x your leads so you can finally become that financial powerhouse. This is a six-month container where you will get access to trainings, resources, weekly group coaching, and a community of women of color in finance, and so much more. Go to theroshaw.com slash lead-gen-lab or use the link in the show notes to join now. I can't wait to see you inside. So many people, so many money coaches, accountants, and bookkeepers fail in their businesses because they're kind of shooting blind. They don't know what their app actually wants. For example, a lot of money coaches will just talk about paying off credit card debt, but then they realize after doing the masterclass that most of their audience cares about like student debt. So they completely missed the mark because they had never talked to their ideal client. That is why engaging on your stories and then doing DM outreach are so important because so many people and social media are operating blind without having ever talked to their ideal client. Welcome to the Finance Client Acquisition Podcast, the simple sales systems for women of color money experts. And I'm your host, Ro. I'm so excited today to dive deep into the strategies that have helped my clients book out by mastering their sales skills. Live launching versus evergreen. Each one of you right now in one form of the process or the other. If you are not currently in a launch, that means you're evergreen selling. If you're not scheduling out emails, if you don't have a training or webinar coming up, that just means you're evergreen selling. I'll walk through each one. So evergreen just means year-round selling. Evergreen does not mean you're launching. Evergreen means your offer is sold every single day until you hit capacity. So if you're a money coach and you offer 10 spots in your money coaching program, you're selling every single day until those 10 spots are sold out and you can't offer anything else. If you're a bookkeeper or an accountant and you offer CFO services, it's the same thing. You're selling, you know, you're done for you services every single day. For accountants, it's a little bit different, like tax planning season, right? But for bookkeepers, this is year-round selling. It doesn't have an open and closed date. And then Evergreen Asset, it's exactly what we teach in the program. Everything that you're learning right now is really needed before you ever launch. You cannot have a successful launch in this program or, you know, to be honest, anywhere. If you do not master these skills, you need to master sales calls, content coming from sales calls. We go over that story selling, email follow-ups and lead generation. It is so important that all of you master evergreen selling before even thinking about a launch because it can lead to burnout so fast. If any of you have launched here before, you know how hard it can be, especially if you don't have the foundations down. And I mean, like, I sound like a broken record, but like niching, getting your outreach done. Yes, it can. Launching, I want to protect all of you and launching when you're not ready can really be the fastest way to burnout. So we recommend Mastering Evergreen. That's exactly what the seven-figure sales system program is about and what I'm teaching all of you in one-on-one. You're all at different levels and it's foundational to launching every single time. So live launching, all this means is it's a period of time when your offer is available with specific incentives. So after a live launch ends, you can go back to selling your offer on Evergreen. This is really important because what it means is a lot of coaches, a lot of bookkeepers, accountants, you'll see them in launching mode and then they will have a decline in revenue because they don't know how to go back to evergreen selling. 
So they'll be caught up in like these cycles of constantly launching and not knowing how to sell on Evergreen. And it is the most important skill because you don't want to be caught up doing webinars and trainings every month to create sales. So Evergreen selling is the most important. And it is important to have a schedule. So what I recommend for everyone here is launching once per quarter. Q1 is ending in a couple of days, but Q2, like everyone here will be doing a launch depending on how you all are doing. I will let you know. But the purpose of this program is to master evergreen selling so you can do a live launch in May and we will prepare you for that. So these are your live launch assets. You need a couple of things. You need email, Instagram content, personal outreach. A launch is concentrated for 14 to 30 days. And from the day of the launch to the post-launch, and we're going to go over mindset aspects there, but I will be really honest, a launch can be unforgiving, right? If you're missing with a launch, you want to make sure everything is planned out ahead of time because anyone who has launched knows that if something happens, if you're sick, if you are feeling burnt out and you have, let's say a 14 day launch and you're gone for four of those can be really hard to recover that momentum, which is why you want to create I'm all about reduce, reuse, recycle. You want to recreate and reuse a lot of the email, IG content, and personal outreach you've done during Evergreen Selling and bring it to your live launch. If you're missing one of these items, the system does not flow as much as it should. It is, again, a really quick way to burning out if you're not reusing like past IG content and past outreaches, past emails, because you're building up that audience before you ever launch. Okay, so this is the timeline for everyone that's thinking, oh, how long is a launch? I know on Instagram, it can feel like people launch in three days, but it's not that. There's a lot of backend work. And for those of you here that don't already know, I was a funnel agency builder. And when you're building out a funnel or a launch funnel, it usually takes months of preparation. And this is just the breakdown. Ideally, you want to start planning your launch four weeks before the day of the training, the webinar, whatever you want to call it. We're going to go over each of those video trainings. Your pre-launch, three to five emails a day. 10 DMs per day. And just again, to let you know, if you have not set the foundational base of evergreen selling, this is going to be really hard. How can you send DMs if you haven't even been able to master it in evergreen? How are you going to do email marketing, which we go over in launch training if you have never talked to your ideal audience, right? That's where why launching can feel so hard because a lot of people will just stare at their computer screen and be like, okay, what do I write now? Because they don't know. They've never gone on a sales call with their ideal client. 10 DMs to pass contacts per day or 10 new DMs. Melissa says, I have a question when it comes to the financial sector of things and repurposing content. How do you determine with one-on-one surfaces what you want to recycle? So I know that in the past I have created multiple, multiple ways of content and how to, like when it comes to money and stuff, how do you really determine? That's where I'm kind of facing the challenge of like what aspect of my previous post do I recycle and reuse and stay recycling and reusing versus just everything about money? So because your new niche is like has to do with mental health experts and therapists, you're going to reuse the content that has to do with that niche. For example, with your launch, which we're going to plan, let's say you're doing like three steps for therapists to save 100K in like a year. You want to reuse the content pieces specifically talking to therapists. So like all the content that you've created before niching down, it's going to have to be edited and tweaked. It's not like you're throwing all that content out. It's just like you're adding your new niche on top of that content. That's how you're going to recycle it. Okay. Because I guess what I concern with is that I actually did like an Instagram audit today to see like what all I had as far as the content stuff goes. And I'm not changing my niche to say that, but majority of the things that I was posting during a certain time period, it got 
a lot of views, got a lot of interest because it was about a hustle culture per se. Uh So I'm like, do I even want to kind of tap back into that hustle culture or do I want to just focus on like giving them ways to really maximize their money as a therapist? Yeah, this is important. And for anyone here, Melissa, your niche is like mental health experts, right? So if the hustle content did really well, thinking about how you can use hustle content with mental health experts. Our mental health experts hustling. It's really funny. It's ironic because mental health, you want to be rested and like not burnt out, but the hustle culture is real even in therapy. So how can you blend those two subjects to really make your niche understand what you're doing? It's not about throwing out old content, but really repurposing what you have towards your new audience. So you can even workshop like what you're going to do you come up with three to five ways of like repurposing the hustle content with mental health experts. And you can do a lot of call out content too. Like I know you're a therapist, but you body hustle culture. And these are the ways why I'm calling you out as money coach. Right. Okay. Good yeah. to know. Thank you. Ra. Yeah, of course. And then I see Deanna, I feel stagnant in posting to IG because I haven't figured out the launch. Yeah. Deanna, do you mean like for the timeline? Yeah. Timeline and also just sticking to a subject I feel like because I have in budgeting in the accounting world it can be very diverse in what I can post and I have a lot of things within things I've created. I'll be honest everyone here needs to really really master evergreen selling before even thinking about a launch. I know a launch is sexy guys like everyone wants to launch everyone wants to hit like that 50k cash month but I'm telling you launching is going to be so hard for you if you have not mastered evergreen selling and I'm going to sound like a broken record so I'm going to point out what each need to work on before you can even launch in the first place. And then in terms of the timeline, I also wanted to say, like I said before, a launch is unforgiving. If you have a team, then you can utilize your team to you know, schedule out emails, do the DMs for you, post your content. If you're a one-woman show, which I know like many of you are, what you're going to have to do during a launch period is schedule out all your content so that you can really relax and celebrate. And this is pretty much broken down into pre-launch, public launch, engagement, and then what you have to sell every single day. So for an example, this is kind of the mindset piece. Launching is an experience for everyone here. Like we're all celebrate when you're launching, you're celebrating your genius. And this is a big perspective flip for everyone here. Like I know everyone gets caught up in hustling and launching, but it's not about that. Yes, the money is great, but ultimately it's an experience for your clients. And that is going to help you so much more and relieve the pressure off your brain to be like, I have to do this every single day. It's like, how am I giving a show and experience to my clients by launching this for the first time? And then in terms of mindset, each launch will be different. So I really want to say right now to not compare your launch to someone else's. Each launch is different. Each of your offers will be different and you're going to grow your business in different ways, right? Someone might need a two-week launch. Other people might need a 30-day launch. And it really depends on how hot your audience is. So for example, with your niches, if you've never engaged with your niche before this program, it's going to take a little bit longer for you to create a warmer audience. If you had the same niche again and again, then you can have a shorter launch. And then if you're getting caught up in all the wording, like what's a webinar, what's a workshop, what's a masterclass, what's an advanced training, let me break it down for you. A webinar is like very classic, right? So for anyone here that's like gotten out of a nine to five, still at a nine to five, like you want to think of like those insurance webinars, like this is how you use your 401k. You're coming to it and you're leaving with a better understanding overall of what the concept is. So for example, as an accountant, a lot of people 
don't understand what like classic tax deductions are, a webinar is like you just explaining that concept. As a bookkeeper, a webinar for you might be like explaining the concept of why bookkeeping is important in the first place and why people need it. And as a money coach, you can go into any of the concepts like budgeting, saving, and really expand on one concept at a time. So you're focusing on one concept and then really drilling down. A workshop like this is very, very intimate, right? It's a small group of people, like less than 20. And you're walking away with a tangible, like all of you after this workshop are going to have action plans and a little bit of homework assignments. Sometimes with a workshop, if you're offering, let's say a CFO service or something like that, you can offer like a certificate of completion. So it's a little bit more premium with workshops. It's very intimate, very small. Master classes. And then with master classes, it's premium content, right? So this is your framework. And it's really for people that haven't heard of you before, right? Like you're new to the scene, you've just niched down in one area. And a masterclass is kind of putting your foot down in terms of your credibility. We all know here is credible, but it's telling your audience what you have to show. And then an advanced training is very, very deep, right? So for example, everyone here has the general concept of what launching is. But when you dig one to two layers, that's when we get into like the mindset, the launch assets, everything that you need. So for example, this would be a combination of a workshop and advanced training. Anything that you're offering for free would be more of a masterclass or a webinar. And if you have a really hot audience, you can always sell like access to the workshop, right? A really, really great method is offering something for free and then putting a paywall barrier in after a couple of days. How do you know which video trainings to provide? So in terms of video trainings, this is why evergreen selling is so important. You want to be talking to your ideal client every single day if you can, because so many people, so many money coaches, accountants, and bookkeepers fail in their businesses because they're kind of shooting blind. They don't know what they're actually wants. For example, a lot of money coaches will just talk about paying off credit card debt, but then they realize after doing the masterclass that most of their audience cares about like student debt. So they completely miss the mark because they had never talked to their ideal client. That is why engaging on your stories and then doing DM outreach are so important because so many people in social media are operating blind without having ever talked to their ideal client. So that is how you know what to create. And then we also, in terms of creating launch training, we're all about intention here. There's no random posting and praying. So for example, I'm going to show you this workflow, which is really, really amazing. And you will all have access to this. So for example, this is the launch workflow is color coordinated if you geek out like me, and it is to show you exactly how to create content. So everyone always knows there's like a registration page, right? When people submit, they're usually, for example, anyone that signed up for any of my clients, most recent webinars or my webinar, you will have been rerouted to a masterclass survey page. Every answer on that is literally money generating content because people are literally telling you what they want to hear in your webinar or your masterclass. So it's not random. You know exactly what to say. And that's what I mean by the pre-masterclass survey. Like when people register for your training, they're rerouted to a survey where it's like, what do you want to learn? What's the biggest win for you? And then also a sales funnel, you're sending them to a low ticket offer. So it is a really strong funnel to give them value. and then. This is the truest form of passive income, guys. I don't talk about passive income in these programs, but like low ticket offers, and I mean super low ticket, anything less than $10 would do really, really well during a live launch because people are coming into your pipeline for a free lead magnet. Like 
webinars, trainings, but then they're being redirected to a low ticket offer. So they get a taste of what you're working with. And then we're going to focus on follow-up emails, rejecting people, accepting people into your programs and your services. So this is the workflow and all the automations, everything in here is ready for all of you when you are ready. For example, like you can see all the automations linked up. It has really great documentation. So if whimsical for anyone here has been really confusing, this is really clean laundry workflow. So you know how everything is connected. And when you have a team, they're able to do your launches for you. I've had clients that where they go on vacation and their team is basically implementing this for all of them because they've learned how to evergreen sell and they've live launched successfully as on their own as a CEO. And then they've hired a team to do it themselves. The pre-masterclass survey is the most important thing that you can do because you're not creating random pieces of content. People are literally telling you what they want to hear. So that is the key to a successful launch. This goes for everyone here. I never believe in creating random pieces of content. The content that you create is always really intentional. For the story selling sequences that are coming out this week, it's no more like randomly posting about your trip or your dinner. Like it is always bringing it back to your services, right? If, for example, you're going on a trip, showing how bookkeeping, accounting, or money coaching has let you live that life and how your clients can also kind of see that connection. So it is very, very intentional every step of the way. Do people still really watch webinars? Yes. And I will say you do not need like a huge group of people. I've had clients with as small as like 20 people just sign up and only five people came to the webinar and they've still been able to do a really great launch. If you can't see yourself buying from a webinar or email and you're asking yourself, will this funnel really work? Here's the thing. And what I keep saying, you never want to make assumptions about your clients, especially if you've never talked to them. Let's say your niche is so random, like pen makers, they're making pens. How do you know what if a pen maker will ever buy from a webinar if you've never gotten on a sales call with them, if you've never talked to them? So really important is to be open during this program because you're going to try new things and you're going to see if it fits, right? See what works for you and what doesn't. It works because that's how we got here. Christina said, I have a limiting belief that's confirmed by family and friends that no one would pay money for my services. I can't believe that I paid for this great service. Yes, Christina. And this is so important. And I would definitely listen to the past finance client acquisition episode because I talk a lot about how, especially in entrepreneurship, one of the best ways to grow your business is invest, whether it's like in a team and mentorship. And it's not something that is really talked about in nine to fives, to be honest. I still with my friends, I tell them all the time how much I invest and they don't understand. They think mentorship is free because it's just not common in the nine to five industry, right? In terms of mindset too. Christina, you can come off mute. Hi everyone. So kind of going more off of that, I guess one of the biggest limiting beliefs is that like, even for me, like I know like this service, like we're on this program, I feel like it's a good value, right? But I'm like, at the same time, I feel like it's giving clown because I'm like, wow, I paid, you know, four figures for this. It's like, you know, a down payment for a car or something, even though it's worth it. So I, I know that I invest in myself and I know that it's good to invest, but still I feel other people, like when I tell people like, oh, I do personal finance coaching, here's like everything I get. So like, why would I pay all that money for that? And so when I talk to my clients or even when I'm trying to DM them in the back of my head, I'm like, I feel like I'm trying to swindle someone. This is a really important conversation to have. And I'm so happy that you unmuted. And this is a big mindset piece. I'll just ask you a question, right? How long did it take for you to learn more about finances? Like years, months, weeks? How many books did you read? How long did it take you to learn everything that you do right now? I would say like years of experience and like months of kind of research. So yeah. it took me time. 
I can even put in like the tech space, a developer, right? The ones that are in the industry for 10 years, they're paid a crazy amount of money, not because they're 10 years of experience, but they can code something in like an hour, which a newbie could take three months for, right? Mm -hmm. Same with the money coach, you know, things about the money industry, someone that doesn't have the financial literacy might take them a whole year to figure out like how to invest in their 401ks. But you as a money coach are able to figure it out, basically walk them through it in an hour. So it's almost thinking about like how much time and effort they're saving. And also the opportunity cost, especially Christina, since you're a money coach, if they're waiting a year to figure out their investments, think about how much money they're losing in the stock market by not investing right now. That's a big point. And like also something that I realize is different than me. And I think my ideal client is because I will research something myself and I'll like figure it out myself. And so me paying for someone to do it for me is something I don't do often, but then I'm trying to convince other people to like, take the easy way. I can help you really efficiently, blah, blah, blah. So it's hard to like kind of imagine myself as my ideal client because I kind of sell something. I'm not my ideal client, which Mm -hmm. is odd. And if it's hard for you to imagine like you being your own ideal client, think of friends and family, like how much they might be struggling and they still haven't made the investment in themselves. And to be honest, it's going to take them years to maybe dig themselves out of the hole, right? The money hole that they've created. And if anyone here is having a hard time with mindset about their ideal client, and I almost put it this way, it's almost unethical, right? For you to get into the money industry and not talk about how you can help people because you can be saving people years. You can save people from like so many bad opportunities, especially if your clientele is like them, women, people of color, like how many opportunities are your clients missing out on? Because you might be scared to like really talk about everything that you've learned. So I would look at it from that point and it's really a big perspective flip. And it's not something that we can solve in a 20 minute and like in an hour call. So it's so important that you bring these things up as much as possible so we can really work through them. And I'm so proud of you, Christina, because I know you're not the only person here that has those thoughts too. So it's really understanding whose advice you should be taking and taking the advice of people who have been where you want to be. So really looking at it from that lens. And then just to keep going on, I want to also say like, In terms of not making assumptions, even about your ideal client, you always want to ask because you as the CEO for everyone here, sometimes it can feel like you're in the trenches trying to figure things out and you never want to make assumptions for your clients. You always want to ask and be upfront. And I always say, don't forget that in all levels of business, when you have a problem you want to fix, you naturally seek resources to do it. If someone is dying to just figure out their 401k, they see a solution it will be a quick fix for them. People will always pay for a problem that they want to fix. They're going to naturally seek resources to do it. And then really important, why do launches fail? Having content that's not engaging, again, like posting and praying, having video training that has nothing to do with your ideal client. If most of your survey responses we're talking about, like let's say, you know, all of the tax deadlines and you're focusing on something completely off pitch, that is not going to result in an engaging launch and all pitch no strikes. This is really, really important. You want to be extremely generous, especially in terms of me. Like I always believe in giving as much value as possible. And this is important. You want to make sure that the value you give, you tell people the why, not the how. This is so important. And I see so many people getting caught up in this is that you will give away a whole customized strategy on a sales call on like a webinar pitch, but it's unfair to your paying clients because people paid you for those customized strategies and now you're giving it away for free. 
So if you're like, oh, I want to be super generous, there is a point, right? Like you want to always be ethical in terms of who's paying you and who's not. The best video trainings that I've seen and that my clients have done and that I've done is like ones that make you feel seen, one that make you laugh. If you're laughing, if your audience is laughing, you got it. Like anyone that's laughing during your trainings, they feel so seen, they feel comfortable, they feel safe. And then like give you the stake, like a stakeholder, right? You want to feel like a stakeholder in the webinar. Like everyone is part of a movement and ultimately it gets ready to take action. I think this will resonate with a lot of you. Anyone that's investing in financial services, they could do this themselves, but they want to be in the room with all of you to have you guide them because you've done something so quickly that they haven't done before. If your client can identify with you, and they can laugh at themselves or shift one mindset belief, you've done your job, right? And that is ultimately why a client will enroll with you. I talk about this a lot, but like CEO energy, not people pleasing, not really standing in your uniqueness and like dripping that sales, that sales essence, that CEO essence. People want to talk to you. People are excited about you. And it doesn't matter. And like I said, I've had clients where like five people have actually shown up and 20 people registered, but they showed up like a hundred people were in the audience. So it's like that confidence. This is a little bit woo, but like people can feel it. If you're coming on monotone and drained, they're not going to be excited to work with you. And I'm not saying that you have to be smiley or like super extroverted about it. Like you can be anxious, you can be not your best, but still like that is really infectious. You want to let people know that you are the person for them. Because if you're not confident, they're not going to feel confident. So like, that's a big piece. So high impact, high quality and expansive. If no one watches your webinar, what's the point? This is so important, right? If no one comes to your webinar, it does not matter because the follow-up and the outreach and copy is the most important part. For example, I had a client where only one person watched the whole webinar and the emails, the outreach did most of the work. And now they're averaging like $2,000 a month off that funnel because they took that live launch and made it an evergreen webinar with my help. And it does not matter who watches it. It's all about the pre-work. That's why the engagement, the pre-launch is like four weeks. And then post-launch is like a week because you want to get people engaged. It doesn't matter if they watch it. They're on your list. They're watching your stories. Like they're already really engaged. The video training, how do you determine the cost of the replay? In terms of the cost of the replay, that is a really good strategy from going from free to paid and adding that pay barrier. First of all, it has to be that ouch factor. And I talk about this a lot that where it's all like, it's going to hurt people. And this is so funny. And it applies to a lot of things. People don't value things as much when they're free as opposed they're paid. It's a psychology, right? Mm -hmm. So in terms of determining the investment, and this is important just in like a little bit of NLP, neuro-linguistic programming is you always want to refer to your work as an investment, not an expense, not as like a price investment. Everyone here, any financial service is an investment in people. And then in terms of determining the actual investment of your replay, you want to really look at what you've sold before and seeing what works. For example, so if you've never sold a $500 like program or service, I would not recommend selling it for $500. Look at your history and see what sold before. If you sold like $50 eBooks and like $100 programs, then I would make the replay between that so that you're still able to make sales, but still have a little bit of that ouch factor. No. So my next question was going to be like, let's say that you, let's say you've done a workshop or a video demonstration of some form of services that you provide, right? As far as like, how long do you wait to, do you continue to resell that same replay or do you resell the the video, the video or webinar that you just did over and each time you do the webinar? 
Yeah, it does. So for the webinar, once you make it paid, ultimate, like, let's say your webinars today, you're doing a workshop today, right? And then it goes from free to paid on Sunday, you're still selling the main service, right? So let's say you sold your one-on-one coaching. It's like almost a PS line, right? It's like, hey, just letting you know, this is your last chance. It's not like the main star of the show. The main star is your one-on-one service. So in terms of how to market, it's like a blip, right? It's like one line being, hey, just letting you know, this is going to $300 after 48 hours. There's not going to be a lot of marketing around going from free to paid. Yeah. It's like a PS line. One of my clients, Aquania, she recorded the meeting and then just sold it. So she's a money coach and also does life insurance. So she like literally just, it's different now because she also does a lot of different, has a lot of different income streams, but one person just showed up and she spent the whole time just talking to them as if she had like a whole crowd in front of her. And she's a great public speaker, but she's done over like 12 launches, right? And at that point, it does not matter who comes to your webinar, your training, you have to show up as if you're pitching a hundred, talking to 100 people. So yeah. And it's just like a really strong example. Like sometimes those things do happen, but it does not decide, you know, how successful your launch is going to be. Just like likes guys, right? Like one person can like your Instagram content, but that doesn't mean how much money you're going to make that day. Why are on-demand training videos training so effective? Okay. This is important because if you are struggling with sales calls, this is a way I look at webinars or video trainings as like a sales call is one-to-one masterclass or like a training is one to many, right? So it's like a larger version of almost a sales call where you're talking to their goals, their challenges, and it's effective because you're creating that instant connection, right? Sometimes people are shy. You always want to give your ideal client the benefit of the doubt. They might be shy. They might be anxious. They might be really scared of getting on a one-on-one call with a stranger. A masterclass or a webinar or training is how to create that one-on-one connection with someone. And then again, think of your webinar as not a lead magnet, but a sales opportunity. It is a celebration of you. Anyone here that's launching, it is a requirement that you celebrate yourself throughout the whole launch. Book a spot, like whatever you do to celebrate, right? Go for a walk, book something after your launch, because it is a big celebration of you. Like you're talking about your offer yourself in a very short amount of time, and it is going to take energy, but it's always important to reward yourself. We can talk about old webinars that you've used. And then like, what's been the conversion rate for that? Because from what I'm seeing, if you have a webinar, most people give up the day of the webinar. If they don't make a sale, there's so much more like many people make sales before and after. So if you're not making sales before and after, that means like there's some tweaking that needs to be done. Yeah, Christina. So my question is, so if we're doing evergreen and we have like one-on-one clients, like for me, my program is three months long. And then like kind of in the middle of that or towards the end, I launch like this live launch. Wouldn't my past client feel like, hey, wait a minute, why didn't you do that to me? It's like, how do I keep up the good faith between me and my current clients when I launch in the future? Basically doing something that's against your current clients. So for example, I can give myself as an example. Anyone that signed up for this outside of my launches, like they were not, the investment was higher and the same bonuses that signing up before the launch versus after were different, right? So it's, the invest, there's a couple of ways to get around it. There is the investment has to be different, right? So let's say you sign people from now to May and you're charging a thousand dollars a month for your money coaching. Once you launch, it's also a great way to increase your investment. So anyone that signed up from now to May, they're paying a thousand dollars a month. But once you launch that price, that investment has to increase. So that would be like $1,200 a month to be fair to your clients. 
And then in terms of incentives, like a fast action offer, pay in full bonus, something like that, you always want to offer those to your clients that are paying on Evergreen. And I also believe in like over delivering. It depends on every single person. If you're doing, let's say, a workshop for anyone that buys from the launch, you invite your past clients too, because you always want to be fair to them. I just want to know, like, you know, like basically what's the difference? I know like there is a difference between like having it be evergreen versus like a live launch. What does that mean for someone who is like watching my stuff and be like, oh, should I just join now or just join during the launch? Like what's in it for me? Yeah, that's a great question. For some people, honestly, they just need the solution right now. They cannot wait like three more months. For someone that's waiting for a launch, you will get clients like that. They're just waiting for your next launch to get all of the bonuses and offers. You can just let your audience know, hey, like I'm not launching until six months from now. The investment will go up and give them a heads up ahead of time. And then in terms of FOMO and urgency, like it's really about being relevant. So for example, it is the end of Q1 right now. A lot of people, they have summer plans coming up. They can't afford not to get their money right if they have those big trips. So it's like making it relevant to what's currently going on this month. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. And as always, feel free to DM me on Instagram and subscribe to my email list for daily strategies delivered straight to your inbox. I'm so excited to see you book out and hit those five-figure months, six-figure years, and build that seven-figure empire.